Welcome to The Single Parent Preacher. My name is Alex. If you've listened to my other episodes, you might notice it's not supposed to start that way. I start with some sort of vaguely cryptic introduction to what we're talking about, and then I say that, and then we move into the message. Well, today's message is all about expectations. We carry expectations for everything that we do. And when we look at our lives, we look at our lives and we say, it wasn't supposed to be this way. I don't think there's a single parent on the planet who looks at their lives now and thinks about what their life should have been and gone, no, it was supposed to be this way. There are other things in your life, stuff with your job, your family, even your kid, where you've gone, it's not supposed to go this way. We think we know how things are supposed to go. Experience tells us this is how things are supposed to happen. School, people we know, tell us this is how it's supposed to happen. And when it doesn't, we get frustrated and we get confused. But do we really know how things are supposed to go? Because there's only one person who knows how things are supposed to go, and that's God. We don't actually know that. And if we are unwilling to let go of our expectations in favor of God's plan, we're going to be held back. We're not going to be able to move forward into what God has for us because we're going to be too focused on how we expect, we think things are supposed to work out. This is not a new problem for people. If we go back to 1 Samuel 8, the Israelites have come to Samuel and said, we want a king so we can be like everybody else. And Samuel brings that to God. And God says, give them a king, but warn them what that means. Because up until this point, they've had no king. God has been their leader. They have had prophets. They've had Moses and Joshua and Aaron, but they've had no king. So Samuel, verses 10 through 18, which I'm not going to read that whole passage, but verses 10 through 18, Samuel warns them about what having a king means. The king is going to take your kids, your family, to go to war. He's going to take some of your crops. They're going to go to him. He's going to use your stuff for his purposes. And when you ask to not have a king anymore, God's not going to take him away. Samuel gives them this whole warning. Verse 19, Nevertheless, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. And they said, No, but there shall be a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Samuel prays. God says, give them their king. They get Saul. Thus starts the lineage of kings. See, their expectation was put on by the people around them. The other nations had kings. So they wanted a king. That happens to us sometimes. Other people speak into our lives and give us expectations that maybe we didn't have before. 
things we didn't think about. They say, oh, no, it's supposed to go this way. And when it doesn't happen, we get frustrated. Well, why didn't it happen that way? Such and such told me this is how it was going to work. That's on us. It's our responsibility to manage our own expectations, not have other people dictate it to us. The Israelites let their society dictate their expectations. And then they got the kings. And there were a lot more of them that were bad than good. This is a thing that doesn't go away. If you go to the Gospel of John, John chapter 6, there's 5,000 people fed, where Jesus does the miracle of feeding 5,000 people. And then there's Jesus walking on the water. There's a verse that sort of awkwardly splits these two stories that requires a little cultural context. They've just said, verse 14, Therefore, when the people saw the sign which he had performed, they said, This is truly the prophet who has come into the world. So the people believe at this moment that Jesus is the Messiah. There's an important cultural note for this. They believed the Messiah was going to come and free them from the Romans. He was going to free them from oppression, and Israel was going to be its own nation again. There was a political expectation about who the Messiah was and what the Messiah was going to do. Now verse 15, which is sort of strangely stuck in between these two stories, sort of a non sequitur if you don't have that piece of context. Verse 15, so Jesus perceiving that they were intending to come and take him by force to make him king, withdrew again to the mountain by himself alone. Elsewhere in the gospel, we're told that Jesus frequently went off by himself to pray. So withdrew again to the mountain. This was not the first time. But now the rest of this verse makes a little bit more sense, doesn't it? So Jesus perceiving that they were intending to come and take him by force to make him king. They believed he was the Messiah. Now, because that is our expectation, Jesus, we're going to take you to make you fulfill what we think you should be doing. Wow. Don't we do that to God in our own lives? God, this is how my life is going. This is what I need to have happen. I'm going to bring you along so then you can make this happen for me. Is that the way we're supposed to treat God? As if God is some button we push, some person that we poke and go, hey, hey, I want this. You're omnipotent. Make this happen for me. This is what I expect. Do this thing. No, that is not who God is. That is not how God is to be treated. Whatever we expect to happen, God knows what will happen and has a plan That is better than anything we could expect or plan on our own. But we don't enter into that plan if we try to force God into our plan. Because here is who Jesus is. This is what Jesus came to do that they didn't understand. John 3 verse 17. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. John 12, 47 says something very similar. If anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. See, 
Jesus is operating on a different level than we do. Being the son of God and all, he can do that. But he doesn't operate by other people's expectations. Unlike the passage that we read in 1 Samuel 8, where the expectations of the world caused the Israelites to act in a certain way, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus saw what other people expected him to do, and more often than not, did something else. If they expected him to do something that lined up with what God was doing, he would do that. But when they would try to do something else, like make him king, not so much. When they tried to do things like make him not heal somebody because it was the Sabbath, that person's getting healed. Why? Because God does not function through our expectation. He does not look at things the way that we do and then say, well, that's what you expect. That's what I'm going to give you. He looks at things differently. He looks at things in a better, healthier way than we ever could. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling with, even if things are going well, whatever is going on, whatever your expectation is, you need to submit that to God. Find out what his plan is. Because an expectation is, this is what I think will happen based on this information. God has a plan where he says, I know what's going to happen, and I can make things better for you if you do these things that I tell you to do. What our expectation should be is that God will do more for us if we follow his lead than we are able to do for ourselves if we don't. We want God to just extract us from bad situations to push button heal us and sometimes he does that but if you read through scripture the amount of times that he does that is a lot less than the amount of times that he guides and he strengthens and he shows somebody what it means to operate in the faith and strength that god provides and not just depending on the push button omnipotence of god That's how we execute the plan. That's how we change our expectations. Where we stop focusing on our experiences and what happened before. Not that that's not valuable. Not that God doesn't use that. We have those experiences for a reason. And God will use them if we are willing to submit them to him. So it's time to give up our expectations. What we think should happen. And focus on what God tells us he wants us to do so that his plan can happen because that plan is better than anything we could expect or plan on our own let's pray god we thank you that you are so much smarter than us we thank you that you love us enough to have a plan for us to have strength available for us pray that you give us strength now. You give us guidance now. You give us the strength to let go of ourselves to you so that you can lead us where you need us to go, where you want us to go. God, give us that strength to get out of our own way and let you lead us. In Jesus' name.
email. You can find me on Twitter at SPPreacherPod. You can email me at thesingleparentpreacher at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, for giving me just a few minutes of your time. If you have another minute somehow, please go to iTunes or Google Play, wherever you find podcasts, rate, review. That's how we can use the system to grow the show. And if you don't have a minute, but you're talking to somebody who knows is going through something and you have found this show helpful, tell them. But until next time, remember that no matter what you expect, that God has better. So expect him to do great things in your life if you step out of the way and let him.